0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The show brought to you locally by Smiley1. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley won the right choice for your comfort. All right, here we go. Um, let's talk about Joe Woods. And, you know, I brought this up on the show today, and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I, they gave up three points to the Ravens. I don't care who the quarterback is. The defense looks like it's getting a little bit better, but they did give up over 125 yards or 125 to J.K. Dobbins in this last game. I don't understand why the Ravens didn't run in that game. Is Joe Woods hanging on to his job here?
1: What's going on? I don't know if he's hanging on to his job, but I think that they're going to be able to talk themselves into not firing him if the Browns finish the season strong.
2: I, I said this on the show today, and will said I was nuts. Callers were saying that I was nuts today, and I'm like, guys, this is the NFL. I mean, if you play – if your guys – one, if they don't quit on you, and two, you show progress at the end of the season, they are not going to give you the boot, especially in a, in a franchise – that was going up and down with consistency and coaches and just ready to fire somebody in a moment's notice. And the Browns have really gone the other way on this thing. I mean, look what they let Hugh Jackson do. You think they don't have patience now? They have patience with their coaching staff. I don't think they care about the outside noise
1: at all. I don't think that they do either. And they seem resistant to change. Like, they're so traumatized, and understandably so, by making so much change over the years that now they don't. Did you see the uh, Adam Schefter's report over the weekend? I guess the the NFL league office submitted a report to the the 32 owners showing how the league collectively, the 32 teams, have spent $800 million recently in uh, severance pay. For fired coaches and executives, like that is now. I would argue the Browns have spent that since 1999. I think that I have to go back and look, but I, I think that this might be the first time. In uh, this might be the first time in the since Chris Palmer was the head coach and the franchise was starting anew, that the Browns aren't paying severance to coaches right now. I have to go back and double check the timelines, but just like off the top of my head, I think that Hugh Jackson's contract has expired. Um, may, you know what? Maybe they are paying Freddie Kitchens. Maybe. they Maybe this is the last year for Freddie. But like they're, yeah, If the, if they are not paying anyone now, they're close to like next year if they stay the course where they don't have to pay any severance, which would like, again, be the first time since the team came back in 99. Um, because they had to pay Butch Davis severance, they had to pay Romeo Cornell Severance. They and uh, Eric Mangini had to be paid severance and everyone every coach that has followed has been paid severance by the Cleveland Browns. Pretty much every general manager since then has been paid severance. Think of the team presidents and executives that have, you know, been uh let go over the years. So I would argue the Browns have spent 800 million dollars themselves as a franchise <laughs> since 1999 on severance checks. Like I said, Best retirement plan in the National Football League. Being employed by the Cleveland Browns, sign a five-year contract, work two or three years, and you're set for life. Where's Mike
2: Prefer stand right now, too? Because I think the special teams—I mean, kickoff return, punt return—has gotten significantly better. Um, you still have a kicker that <laughs> I, I don't know that he was worth a draft pick on this year because he has really struggled. But so did the one of the, uh, if not the best kicker in the NFL, struggle at our place on saturday too and i don't know if anyone's looking at that i think people are saying well you just you drafted a kicker why i don't get it i don't understand it that's what they're saying i, I still get it if you if you think you got the guy and you think he's going to be there for a long time because let's not forget um did anybody catch the joseph kick had the game winning kick for minnesota the other day mm-hmm. uh the guy that used to call cleveland home as well so i, I don't know i just think kickers are fickle and You know, they're like golfers. Sometimes they can get it on the green every time, and sometimes they just miss. And I just – it's just – the thing I hate about the kicking in the NFL is everybody does all this work, and you tee up this guy who comes out just to put his foot on the ball. And it's a lot of work for one guy to mess up, you know, 80 yards or 70 yards of a drive.
1: Well, let's take a look at rookie Cade York in year number one in the NFL.
2: This is a Darrell Ryder –
1: Flashback, flashback,
2: flashback.
1: Not so much a flashback, but maybe a statistical breakdown. Statistical Uh, breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. With the two missed field goals on Saturday, York is 9 of 15 on field goal tries at First Energy Stadium, 15 of 17 on PATs. On the road, he's a much better kicker. 13 of 15 on field goals. and perfecto 14 for 14 on Pats. So the moral of the story here, Andy is, he just has to learn how to kick at first energy stadium. That that's it. That's it. um,
2: So I don't understand. So why does he even go to Bri any day? They should send him right down to the stadium every day to kick.
1: Well, because the grounds crew has work to do at the stadium. You know, the tire tracks are still all over the field. Come Um, Come on. That's a true story. I posted, okay, so but that's
2: only posted, on one side of the field. So let him, you could still see the tire tracks. So let him kick into the dog pound side of the field. That side of the field's okay. I mean, that
1: knucklehead drove through Brownie. How do you drive through Brownie? Come on, man.
2: Hey, oh, I got a Brownie question for you. Yeah, is he going to have a Santa hat on or no? He I, should. I. Don't they do know. one thing all year: put the Santa hat
1: on him. He should be dressed as Buddy the Elf because he's an elf. Yeah. I understand if you don't want to put them in the Santa suit, put them in a green elf suit, put them in put them in a you know costume, you know Christmas themed costume. Hol- I'm sorry, holiday themed costume, because not everybody celebrates Christmas. So, holiday themed costume. But everybody elves. loves elves. Oh, of course they do. Well, especially ones comes- that make toys. There are some that uh, there are some brown. Yeah, and you know what they ought to do if they were really creative, mm-hmm. switch the football out for a present. So Brownie is carrying a present at, for Christmas time. What are the odds of them doing this? None, because the Cleveland Browns have the creativity of a roach. Now wait a minute! Didn't they put him in camo? That was for that was for the salute to service. Andy.
2: Okay, well I respect that. So do that again. Why wouldn't you do that for the holidays?
1: I hope just they put can, a hat on him. Not, I, I, I. I hope they paint him holiday themed and put a present in his hand. Anything else I can do to help market the Cleveland Browns today? Right, you
2: want to go to the next level on this then? Will they wear the, fight, well, the white face mask again?
1: No. Why They're not? Probably done with that. So that was a one-night thing for now. Hmm. Um, I did see where J.W. Johnson uh, hinted on Twitter that they will look into it uh, as far as uh, making a change. So here's why they can't switch to white face masks as easily ever as everyone – Thinks it is. They can do it on the field if they want. Switching out a face mask, that's not a big deal. But remember that the Browns' primary logo is their helmet. And the helmet has the Brown face mask on it, which means they have to go through the league for merchandising as well as copyright, because they have to then retrade. I don't know if they have to retrade market, but they have, there's things that they have to do behind the scenes to any logo alterations require certain procedures. So why who cares?
2: Office. Like who can't leave the logo Brown and leave the, and where the actual white, like, I, I gotta be honest I think I've wasted more breath on this story than I have you know, on any story in a long time. I think it's a total waste of time. I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about the white face mask. It's absolutely ludicrous. I love why that. are we making
1: a big deal about this? Should I remind you that the last time the Cleveland Browns won a division title, they wore a white face mask? The last time they played for a trip to the Super Bowl, they wore a white face mask glory days, Andy. That's why glory days. And you know what? If I can get you to waste your breath on senseless topics, mission accomplished by yours. Truly.
2: I mean, this is as good as the Patriots changing their logo. And they used to suck when they had the, they, it almost looks like Bronny the elf in the one hey, position.
1: Let me explain something. And then
2: you. the Broncos thinking- changed their logo and suddenly they got better.
1: Look, don't go dissing Pat, the Patriot. Number one, number two, I lost my train of thought and it was so compelling too.
2: It was it must have been a great number too. Uh, Broncos were my second point there if you need help with that.
1: No, it wasn't the Broncos. I don't care about the Broncos. Um Oh man. Yeah, I told I I was like don't I see I got so caught I iced you. The, I iced you. You iced me. I was I was going to come at you for dissing Pat the Patriot. Well, I mean the Browns logo is a freaking helmet. As much as I'd like it to be brownie or something else it, it it it's a helmet, so um yeah i'm all I'm all about the white face mask, though, the glory days, baby. Bring back the eighties where, where where the i I think then the edict would be to j w and anyone else involved in the decision making in Berea. Once you switch out to the white face mask, which should have be, should be done, that should be made permanent. Do not ever touch the uniforms again. That is what the Cleveland Browns wear from now until the end of time. The New York Yankees don't change their uniforms, do they? Do the Yankees change their uniforms? Uh, no, no. I'm they sure don't. at some
2: point they had. I mean, they have the pinstripes and they've got their grays without oh, the pinstripes.
1: So yeah, I um, I, I think that um, yeah. I'm actually, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. One helmet change that I would be totally fine with mm-hmm. is if they dropped the Oreo stripe and went to the singular white stripe on the helmet. I think that that would look really super clean. A singular
2: white stripe. Let me that's, think about that.
1: And guess what? And guess what they did when they wore a singular white stripe?
2: They, they won the championship.
1: They won multiple
2: championships. Boom. Dun, 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 dun. Glory
1: days, bitch. How bad
2: does NFL officiating suck? We'll talk about that next. It's always game day.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.